Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. Boom, we are live. Uh, and it looks like people are already joining. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm Alon Gorin. If uh, you're seeing this after the fact, subscribe on YouTube and on the LinkedIn on the LA Blockchain Summit pages because then you'll be able to participate live, actually ask questions. We can bring them on screen and stuff like that. And then you'll be notified when we do go live. So make sure you subscribe at those places. Um, and uh, welcome, Kevin. H how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? We had a, we had a fun, fun night last night. Um, yeah. uh, that sounds much more crazy than it actually was when, you, when I say <laughs> it like that. Um, we're, we're both in our own places, in our own homes, quarantining and all that fun stuff. But last night was a, a, big, uh, a big day for uh, what you've been building and exciting for me to be able to participate. Um, but first, before we dive into all that stuff, um, tell us about Tezos Stable Technologies uh, real quick. Give us your background and then we'll dive into okay. fun stuff, uh, current events. Yeah, so uh, my background, uh, I am a product-driven entrepreneur, uh, been in tech for a very long time, uh, and crypto since uh, 2012 is when I originally got started. Tezos since 2017. And uh, Tezos for me really just, uh, you know, I, I grabbed it so you, know, you can see how uh, important. <laughs> I'm wearing the shirt too, the one I got from Tezos Israel, that's nice. Uh, yeah, so, but Tezos to me, I just immediately saw it as the future because part of my issue with uh, other blockchain protocols and smart contract protocols was this issue of hard forking and the consequences of that. And I felt, you know, we can't really build a momentum and we're kind of losing a lot of spill off with the constant hard forks, despite some of the, you know, the byproduct benefits that could come from it. Uh, and the Tezos idea of on-chain governance to me just answered everything. It's like, okay, yes, as long as we have a united community, uh, we can bring together all of the intellectual energies of the world, we can keep growing, we can keep growing, uh, and we can take the things from other blockchains that we like and bring them on board here to Tezos. Uh, so to me, this idea of Tezos being the last blockchain, it made perfect sense. Uh, so you know, I, I really embraced it, uh, and I went forward with uh, my Tezos projects, uh, brought together uh, people who are far more brilliant than I uh, to build, out, build uh, these tools now in DeFi. Uh, DeFi for me, I, that's what I see as what bankrolls and what innovates the rest of the things to come with blockchain. Uh, plenty of great services and tools that are going to come. I mean, it's really unlimited what can come from smart contract protocols. But uh, as we look throughout history, uh, the history of technology and technological advancement, um, really even just looking through since the industrial age, it's always been finance that takes it first. Uh, it's finance that uh, really sees the advantage. It's finance that can work based even just on uh, the linear constructs and innovations that come initially from these tools, whether it's ticker tape or computers or the internet or fax, um, you know, and, and, and smart contract protocols. Uh, so uh, that's what I really engaged in as soon as the, uh, the Tezos token standard, the FA standard was announced in mid-2019. Uh, that's when I began the project of making USD Tez. Uh, that was the stable coin. Uh, and now it's uh, between that and ETH Tez, uh, the whole suite of assets, Stable Tez is uh, over half a million dollars market cap at this point. Uh, we're just getting started, of course. Uh, but yeah, it's really exciting. Uh, and what we did 
last night, uh, I'd, I'd call it history. That's the first uh, first truly decentralized uh, Ethereum to Tezos bridge. So you can take your ERC twenty tokens and then uh, swap them for uh, FA one two tokens uh, or FA two tokens once that becomes uh, a larger thing. Uh, yeah. So uh, from there, that that's really uh, uh, you know the we have a lot to build still. Uh, but uh, as we grow, as we continue to uh, build out all the different features and build out a network, um, we're going to lead to even more great things beyond stablecoins, beyond trading mechanisms, uh, the lending program, the lending protocol, uh, Tezos Finance. That's that's going to be really the big thing uh, that all this, I think, is leading to. Um, and the stuff that's going to be built after that, not just by us, but by independent entrepreneurs who will be building on top of it through derivatives and and all that, uh, that's, that's going to be huge. Uh, uh, far, far bigger than than this infrastructure. Yeah. Well, let's 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 go go back to the building blocks, right? So you launched um, you launched uh, the uh, with through Stable Tech, you launched the USD Tez, and then you've launched the ETH TZ so far. Um, it's it's only been a couple months. So you said you got to half a million locked in that time. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, of the supply and the total value market cap, and I. Uh, Anybody can see the reserves. Uh, you can go to the websites for usdtz.com, usdtz.com, or ethtz.io, uh, and there's a reserve page. You can go to uh, the the block explorer um, and see the supply, how much it's worth, everything. Um, that's so awesome. So, and 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 the thing that's crazy about it to me is like. Uh, on the centralized exchanges and stuff like that, all this infrastructure sort of exists, right? Because it started with Bitcoin, then uh, with all the ERC-20 tokens and Tether and things like that, right? So all these things sort of exist uh, in the centralized exchanges, but in the decentralized exchanges on each network, they sort of need their, they need their own. And the only decentralized exchange that's been launched so far um, I know that there's another one launching any day now. Uh, QuibiSwap is um, is is Dexter, right? So Dexter is the only uh, exchange yet, and you know half of the trading pairs essentially are are tokens that, that you created, the ETH TZ and the USD Tez. And so the fact that half a million dollars is already locked there, but there isn't really any tokens to trade quite yet that you can't trade on a bunch of other decentralized exchanges is pretty exciting because I think that. But for me, right, like I'm, I get super excited between, you know, from Dexes, right? And and maybe I'm I'm a nerd that that got, you know, I met the guys at Total really early, and they were building the Dex aggregators for for Ethereum, and I got excited by this sort of unstoppable notion of being able to to trade, um, and that's happening now finally on Tezos for the first time, and I think this is like literally the first building blocks of, of being able to do that on Tezos. And soon, uh, from what I hear behind the scenes, a lot of companies uh, or, or organizations or DAOs are going to be launching their utility tokens or their governance tokens and things like that on the Tezos network. So what we saw happen in Ethereum and then in the ICO days and then the uh, the um, the DeFi, you know, last six months craziness. Um, we're gonna start seeing the 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 basics of that on the Tezos network, the beginnings, right? And and that has yeah. some, some interesting potential. Yeah, and I think uh, like Uniswap, if you look back a year ago, their volume was like relatively nothing 
um, there was a lot of potential there. Uh, and even when I, when I first heard about it, uh, Uniswap was actually when uh, mid 2019, when Tyler uh, uh, case announced he was going to do Dexter and it was modeled off of Uniswap. Uh, and I was looking at, okay, what's their volume? It was hard to find it anywhere. It was no one was at that time. And it was, uh, I think it was like 200,000 a week. It was like really small. But, uh, you know, and he was explaining it and it's like, it'll, it'll build capacity. Just, you know, he, he was able to kind of see several moves ahead. Uh, and yeah, and slowly but surely we saw it grow to the point now where uh, Binance and, and Coinbase are very much threatened uh, on, on their exchanges by the massive growth of Uniswap. Uh, and it's, it's not just because it's not just the most popular decks. It's becoming one of the most popular uh, by by numbers. Uh, yeah. Ages, period. Uh, so yeah. I think a year from now, they, they could pretty much be soundly in the lead of everything. Um, and so yeah, we still even get questions about uh, like, uh, oh, are you going to move these things to a centralized exchange? It's like, well, you know, they can do it, but uh, really, the dexes are the future. <laughs> you know, so well, that's it's, there's there's all there's all this writing on the wall, right? We we are uh, I would say even today is insanely early, not just on Tezos but also on Ethereum. Like you look at all the money that's locked in in DeFi on Ethereum, and it is minuscule compared to the the banking system. I talked to a dude yesterday that was talking about the the like hundreds of trillions of dollars in fixed income every year in the United States alone, which is BS because essentially it's it's bonds that earn you zero percent interest or, or negative uh, if you trust the government will still honor them, which they probably will because they'll print money and whatever. But the, um, the it's it, it's meaningless in comparison. But if you look at the alternative investment space in the United States, it's like seven trillion dollars a year. So the the $50 billion in DeFi is still nothing, but the, the where it's scaring people and where the writing on the wall is, is that you can see where there's one good um, Robin Hood of, of crypto, one good um, uh, PayPal of crypto, one good, um, which any of those groups could be it, right? That, that give you access to this product that either have the guts to kind of push the limits of, of what uh, the compliance will allow them to do, or we just all start using international services. But there's one good user experience away from that completely eating up market share and taking out small community banks and things like that. Yeah. And that's, that's, what's, that's, that's what's exciting to me. And then the Robin Hood fiasco debacle thing, the, the fact that the, um, and, and I know that that's more on the, it would be more considered a security token versus uh, DeFi, but this, this world is, is melding together, right? And the fact that it takes two days to settle a transaction on a stock exchange is absurd. It's ridiculous. Like, it, it's, it's the dumbest thing in the world. It's, 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 it's about as stupid as the, um, as, is, uh, the you know, banks charging you know, poor people 12% to transfer money across the world. It's, it's completely offensive and insane. And so all this stuff is, is changing now. Somebody asked a question right now. I think this is really important. I, I know this is an autocorrect uh, error that I've, I've also had, um, but you know, I, I don't believe in, in a world where one blockchain will rule them all. I know some people in the Tezos network will argue with me about it. Some people in Ethereum will argue with me about that. Some people in, uh, a lot of people talking about Bitcoin will argue with me about that. But I believe that of it, like thinking of it as a programming language and different programming languages are better for different use cases and different products and different, um, you know, ideas. And so uh, I want to know, 
<laughs> I want to know uh, uh, why uh, you you chose to build on Tezos. Like, give me a few of the the the. We don't have to dive into the weeds, but like a few of the high level um, reasons why Tezos is different. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I think. Uh, it's one thing to talk about like the great features on Tezos and the things that are coming in now and, and coming to the future. But really, I think the most more important thing is what has led to that and what is leading to that? What is that fundamental difference that makes it future-proof? Uh, and that is the on-chain governance because it keeps the unity of the ecosystem, that it, it makes it so that uh, people don't feel the need to hard fork. Uh, hard forking is what you do when you're so frustrated with the governance that you don't think anything could ever change or innovation could ever go uh, in your direction of what, what you believe should be done, that there's no other choice but to just take everybody else who agrees with you and secede from the union uh, to, oh, I should have that kind of equation. I don't get fired from Mandalorian for trivializing something serious. Um, but the, uh, yeah, so you don't want to, you don't want, you want that to happen. You want to keep the unity. Um, the unity uh, is what leads to ultimately uh, better and innovation, better things, new stuff coming in. Uh, people won't pack off and leave uh, and go somewhere else. Um, and let's say you have a, and so any baker on Tezos can uh, uh, propose a protocol upgrade. Um, and then go through the whole democratic parliamentary type process uh, and uh, through the various stages that there is. And then you could uh, you could lead to an upgrade. Now, uh, if now if you're rejected, this is the key thing. If your proposal is rejected, whereas somewhere else, another blockchain, they would leave and take off, say, oh, screw this. It's never going to go the right way. Well, if you still believe that you're right. You know, and this is still going to be a united ecosystem. So history will show, you know, the future will tell like, oh, we should have listened to that proposal because that was actually the right answer. You will have gained points, you know, effectively <laughs> uh, for the future. Okay, political uh, points in a sense. And then the next time you propose something, you know, you're going to have more gravitas. Uh, and that's the case. I always bring this up. Uh, the Rand Institute did a study on how terrorist groups disbanded. How did terrorist groups actually end? This came out in 2006. Uh, so they looked through 50 years of terrorist groups and how they ended. The number one reason was not through military conquest or their conquest of whatever their, their aims were. Uh, it was because they were absorbed into the political process. They put down their guns and then they put on a suit and tie uh, and then they uh, took the peaceful route to uh, affect change. And they not only that, but they actually moved closer towards the center. They, they, they moved away from their extremist views because they needed to, you know, they needed to politic their way. Uh, so that, that's what I saw in Tezos initially. Uh, and that's what I feel has hold, held true today. Uh, and the consequences of that, uh, that are really cool. And here's one thing I can announce today. Uh, so with the Edo upgrade, we're bringing in uh, uh, saplings. We're bringing in uh, the ZK channels and the ability to do zero knowledge proofs for transactions and all of that. Uh, so uh, we've partnered with uh, Bolt Labs, uh, who has been really spearheading that effort on Tezos. Uh, so with your USD Tez, uh, and with your ETH Tez, you'll be able to use uh, uh, ZK channels for your transactions. Uh, and uh, we believe that's the first, not, not just the first uh, time on Tezos that's used, but I think for the first stable coin ever that's using those zero knowledge groups. So that's gonna be really cool. Uh, I think how, that'll be- How exactly does uh, does that work? Or, or at least like the general idea um, because yeah. the transactions occur on chain, right? So how, how do you add privacy or what? how does that work exactly? 
Yeah, so uh, part of that's enabled by the Edo upgrade, uh, that Mickelson, the new Mickelson support that would lead to all of this, all of the new things that we need for this. Uh, there's an off-chain element uh, that's coming from Bolt Labs that would facilitate the, the transactions themselves. So you can open, uh, so a user can go into their wallet, uh, like a Galleon wallet is what we'll start with, but really it's gonna be obviously open source. Anybody can, any wallet can implement this, whatever you like, uh, and then open a channel send your transaction and then close that channel. Very simple. Cool, and then the, the sort of, uh, the specifics are obfuscated in some way on the blockchain so that they you don't know exactly that I sent you $50 or something. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's very, very cool. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean. The and privacy tech, I think it's very important. Um, uh, definitely just uh, for the expansion of the ecosystem uh, you know, when we think of cash or any other kind of transactional methods, uh, this expectation of like just the exposure to the whole world could be, you know, endangering uh, at some points. Um, so definitely that's something that, uh, especially when you get to these high level transactions uh, and what we, is what we want to invite. We want to, we want the, not just what we call whales, but institutions coming in. Uh, and doing their corporate level transactions. We're, you know, we're talking so much about uh, governments coming in uh, and doing their levels of transactions. So uh, to facilitate all of those needs are, are obviously very, very essential. Um, and it, it's not the same as, you know, here's the money for the candy bar or uh, whatever else, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, just a total aside, it is pretty wild um, if you ever, I, I never used Cash App and more recently had to send 20 bucks to someone They asked me to use Cash App and I connected. It was mind blowing how totally free and cool people are with just broadcasting every random transaction they have. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty mind blowing to me is like, you know, 20 bucks for groceries, $5 for this, $30 haircut, whatever, like it was, uh, it was. It was oh, yeah. Yeah, Venmo, the first time I ever saw it and saw someone use it, like it was not very clear like the way they did it initially because the first thing they showed you on the just the loading screen was like, here are all the latest transactions. And my reaction was like, oh my God, what are you, why are you using this? Uh, it's like, no, 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 you can do private. I'm like, okay. By default, everyone just keeps it on, we're cool with it. Um, and it's it's like weird. It, it feels like a weird invasion of privacy to read your friends' transactions. I don't think I've ever done. I don't think I've ever made a transaction on Venmo public. I don't um, understand why anybody does it. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, yeah, like, I Cash App or Venmo, one of those two. I, I I think it was Venmo actually, not Cash App. Now that I'm saying it out loud. So let's let's dive back in into um into this. So so. I know that there's a big upgrade happening. It's happening this weekend, right? So it's it's public over the it will will be um, the yeah. chain gets amended over the weekend. How what's the terminology? I'm uh, still learning all of the Tezos terminology and everything. Yeah, well, it's been going on because it's been a process uh, that that's taken some time. And uh, like the I think the most interesting part has been the actual uh, level of getting to this point. Uh, but now is the time for all the, the node upgrades and everything and making sure everything is going smoothly. Um, and the community, what's beautiful is that the community helps each other. Uh, if there's any questions or, or uh, people are, especially the new bakers, because I'm always trying to bring new people on board to do it. It's like, oh, what do I do, what do I do? It's like, hey, there's a whole community that can help you. Uh, you know, So I, I think that's important. I would, I would like to, um, I actually, um, 
ran into not a wall because it was easy, easily Googled, but then I had to figure out what, what was more recent, what was like the best resources when I wanted to try and learn how to mint some NFTs on chain and all that stuff. Um, and I ended up just Googling and looking through all sorts of resources to find the TQ Tezos website to find a few of their tutorials. Is there a particular single place people should go to for resources? So like there's community, but then there's also resources. I know community, I've, I've not participated much, but I've lurked a lot on the Reddit, um, the Tezos Reddit channel. Um, but yeah, there's the Baker Slack. Uh, that's always been the tried and true resource that people go to. Um, yeah, I think that's the best place. Uh, I think if you, if you go to like Tezos.com or any of the main sites, there's a link to the Baker Slack. So uh, that, that should always be uh, a front and center resource for everybody. Um, and, and in baking in general, uh, especially though, because now I think it's really important because now is the time when you see Tezos booming in the price and the volume is higher than it's ever been in its history. Uh, a lot of new people are getting exposure to Tezos and more funded accounts than ever. They're, we're kind of like, you know, smoke's coming out of the stacks on all levels. Uh, but like, it's important that this is consolidated uh, by the expansion of the network. Um, and, and that's also a good uh, affirmation of this, of how solid uh, the, the growth in uh, the asset is as well. Uh, so it's not just so much that the volume, I mean, that's important that volume consolidates with uh, price, which has always been a great thing about Tezos. I've always pointed that out uh, to people who are like, oh, what about this thing that's booming? It's like, yeah, but that's not gonna last. And it doesn't, you know, those prices just fall the next day. Uh, Tezos is, has been a consistent growth vehicle because of that. Uh, but it should also be followed through by an expansion of the network. So uh, it's important to monitor those those Baker statistics and see our new nodes going live. Are there more Bakers in the system? Are people coming in? Uh, if you're bringing your friends in to, to get Tez, then also try to introduce them to baking, let them uh, step their way into it. Uh, that's, that's what's really going to uh, keep this a solid ground. Um, and if for nothing else, uh, let's say the price is tested again. Uh, well, it's always the bakers that are that support line at the bottom because they want to take a, a dip in price as a chance to expand their their bond deposit to maybe add another role, all of that. And those are the people who are just the most deep in Tez, the most deep in Tezos. You know, they 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 see that as the long term thing. They're not jumping from asset to asset. Uh, you know, we talk about weak hands in the markets. These are the strongest hands in Tezos are the bakers. Okay, those are the real devotees. All right, so we want more of them, and we want those that are there to be more empowered. So yeah. uh, I, I love it. So um, something for me that's really, really important, we only have a few more minutes, so I want to, and I also want to dive into the bridge. So I've got, and, and I'm, I'm sitting on a couple questions from the audience too. Um, so what's important to me is, you know, all of this stuff is, is wonderful, um, but doesn't count. I mean, it counts, but it doesn't count until people are actually using it, right? Um, you can there's you can argue with every engineer, for example, going back to the programming language argument, as to what's a better programming language than the one they're using right now, or especially if they're an employee at a company. The first thing every engineer does is is uh, is argue that they should be using some other uh, tech, right? You should be using one of the ways you like, yeah. right? Like Best thing so, ever. I don't care. So, 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 whatever, whatever that is. I'm not. It, this wasn't meant. That wasn't meant to be a dig, but it kind of sounded like it. But what is important oh, to me? I, I, 
I, I get like I've met so many people who are obsessed with Tesla. So many people talk to me about baking. So many people talk to me about the the sort of baking rewards they've been earning for years and years and how bullish they are on Tezos and, and everything. Right. But there hasn't been yet until, you know, Dexter launched a reason to take your Tezos off of your cold storage or out of the wherever you're um, uh, holding it and delegating your baking to bring it on chain. Put it onto like a Thanos wallet or a wallet that you can interact with um, on on chain and do that. And we know that you know next week uh, Calamint is going to be launching, and that's going to be really crazy exciting. So the NFTs on Tezos, but there there needs to be more and more reasons, right, to to bring it on chain. So um, uh, last night um, I got lucky that I happened to be online when you texted me, and I got to be the guinea pig and send the first transaction across the bridge. Um, uh, the Tezex bridge that you guys launched and uh, uh, Blind Ripper just asked, when, when is that going to be public and uh, is the back end ready <laughs> for the yeah. massive influx? I think it's going to be, it's going to be drips before a flood because of gas fees and, and some of the experiences, but tell, tell everyone a little bit more about that. Yeah, so, and uh, Mac was on the other end uh, doing the, uh, facilitating it. So you ended up actually swapping with Mac because he was, uh, so the way it works is, and there'll be a document on this today uh, and also a Google form if people want to participate in that direction. So you have customers like you were, uh, and then you have uh, Mac and those who are also doing what he's doing, which are the change makers. Uh, and what they do is they run a bot on their device and uh, that's connected to their wallets. And this is a totally decentralized system. There's no, there, we don't, there's no custody anywhere. Uh, so it's just atomic swaps uh, through this network of people who kind of hook into it through these bots that they run. Uh, and uh, those are the change makers. You call them change makers. Obviously, it has a couple different meanings to it, but because you know it's an exchange, they're making the change, and also you know, uh, yeah. So uh, and Mac was very happy because uh, of his uh, the reward he got. <laughs> From that, so uh, he thanks you, uh, and yeah. So the and yeah. So the key is that the change makers. It's not just they run the spot, but they also have to have the capital in it, whatever that is that they'd be trading with. Uh, so you had USD Tez, you put in USDC, he had the USD Tez, you swapped, and uh, that's how that happened. Um, and then uh, in about a week or so, we'll be able to add the ETH ETH Tez. Um, so and then. It can just keep going from there. Uh, and there will be no limit to the amount to what we can do after that. I mean, it's just going to be uh, 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 really huge. So what we want to do now, though, is build up capacity. Uh, that's like, and I mean, like now, now. So uh, if you're interested in that, uh, that's an opportunity to be a change maker. Uh, and uh, so anybody can do this um, So because it, it's all secondary market. So you know, anybody can be a change maker. Just uh, put in the bots. Uh, make sure so you, have you have to. You do have to be somewhat technical, right? Like you have to be able to run a bot on like in AWS instance or or some or on your own server. You have to be able to run a bot. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, and we're even uh, talking to uh, uh, HSM uh, services and producers uh, for uh, people who want to do that. Uh, and uh, so you can run your local node. Uh, there are a lot of different ideas on, on ways to run it, but you know, it could be as simple as just your your computer. Yeah. Could no, exercise. I've got an idea, and maybe I'm going to do this or enlist somebody watching to help. Um, what? No, could I? Uh, could I run a bot? When when you run a bot, do your funds sit in a contract? Where do they sit? Um, they sit in a wallet. In your uh, wallet, it's you. You keep the custody uh, the whole time. Could, yeah, only when the swap happens does anything uh, leave your wallet. 
So could it be a, a tool or a contract instead of a wallet? Could we customize the bot to do that? Uh, you to uh, in theory, anything's possible, but uh, so what I'm thinking is, can I create a, can I create a a a liquidity pool for the Tezx bridge on the Tezos side? Um, or the Ethereum, on the Ethereum side, I know actually technically how to do that a little more, a little better because I've had longer time to experiment. But create a, a liquidity pool and share the reward fees with people who don't want to run a bot but who are willing to to basically stake their uh, their USD Tez or or whatever. Can we do that? Yeah, I mean, so they would go and they deposit to you. Uh, or, or I would have a website, you know, it'd be like alonrules.tez and the, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, as long as you can interface with that, with the protocol, then yeah, anything could happen. Um, yeah, because it's, it's it's completely decentralized. Uh, that there There's no custody, there are no deposits, um, none of that. Uh, it's all just uh, person to person. But it, yeah, that's sort of what the the sort of farming and adoption stuff with with you know when you provide to a liquidity, but this is just a liquidity pool that's that's cross chain instead of just you know a Dexter pair or a Uniswap pair or whatever. So, but we're um, we're we're just at about thirty minutes now. But I can go a couple more minutes if if you still have time. Yeah. A few questions. I'm yeah. I'm down to uh, to uh, do it. <laughs> that, that's right, uh, Sergio. Uh, you coming in to be a co-founder? Um, I don't. I don't actually want to create the business. You get a lot. You get a lot of uh, uh, traction on that. But yeah. But I'll put out. I'll put out. Um, so part. I'll put out a doc that'll explain just the basics of how this works, and there'll be. And really, you don't need any uh, permission to do it. Uh, but there'll be a Google form if you need some assistance to to get going. You want to obviously, we'll be here. A lot of people. We have people all over the world to support this. Um, so yeah, to to get started, get going. Um, now keep in mind, this is the caveat is uh, for one thing, this is not uh, you know we we've taken a lot of security steps, a lot of peer review, uh, but you know so auditing is still happening. So this is not a the it hasn't passed the rigor of a formal audit. So uh, th keep that in mind as well, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, yeah. So we want to be able to bring in the masses to come in, and it's just be like you can go on in and and make your trade as a customer. Uh, but we want to build the capacity first. So over the next the coming days, we're building up that capacity of change makers. Um, so it's this is the early opportunity to to get in. Um, so uh, uh, anybody wants to get in can get in. Uh, all you need is the capital, the the inventory that is to trade, and then the bot that would be running. Um, and yeah, I will be. We're also advancing over the next week uh, the tools and features so that we can uh, uh, show the how monitor the system and everything. So cool. uh, and where, where where do we go to find uh, that? It's at Tezx. Come on to any of the, the social yeah, so there it'll be at it will be at bridge.tezx.io. Uh, so but for now Tezx.io will link to like the all the information. Uh, well I will so I will post uh, you can go to my Twitter. <laughs> I'll put that out. Yeah I'll put it I'll put it on everything. I'll put it on the, the Tezx.io uh, come on, the Telegram chat is actually really popular. That's kind of become the um, uh, the place that people are going to. But um, yeah, through that, through Twitter, uh, and uh, we have a Reddit, so we need to start uh, getting more active on that too. Um, yeah, and we're also on uh, on Element. Uh, we should probably put up a, a Discord at some point um, if I don't lose my mind with the, the millions of social channels that I have for all of these things. Then yeah, we can, we can keep adding more. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, we're, we're, we're running, but um, so 
somebody asked this question. I think it might be kind of interesting. And then somebody asked about marketing for user adoption and stuff like that. So I have some feelings there too. But but Blind Ripper, do you know who this? I, we shouldn't even say. Oh it. yeah, he's an OG. He's yeah, a, but don't don't say his name if 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 he's trying to keep it. <laughs> so I. I actually first heard about Tezos when the Tezos original crowd sale was happening, or I don't know if it was a crowd sale, how it worked. And I was working as a, um, uh, I don't remember yet if I had started some, I was working at a fund that was part of the Draper Venture Network. So I saw Tim Draper's name, uh, that he was investing in it and, and all that fun stuff. And um, uh, the, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, and so I had just remember this was like the 2017 craziness. And I personally, my my feelings on almost all of the the sort of like, you know, YOLO crazy, like here's a deal. Like there 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 was this moment in time where there's all this stuff happening online with ICOs, but also offline. You'd get phone calls from somebody and they'd be like, Hey bro, I got this deal. You could buy this token from me. I got the saft for 20 cents, but it's already at the 40 cent thing. So buy it from me for 30 cents and then you can get this piece of paper and you'll sell it to somebody for 40 cents. And that shit to me was like really gross. It's just not me. And and it wasn't necessarily always, you know, bad or fraudulent or whatever. It was people making money on deals just like you do on trading, right? But I'm not a trader. I'm I'm one, I'm like not good at it because it's just not my thing. Like I, I'm not maybe disciplined enough for that kind of like that mindset. But it's also just like it was. It's a bunch. It sort of was all of a sudden bankers, like investment bankers, were participating in the crypto space by trying to like flip deals, right? Like I'm gonna buy something for a million bucks and I'm gonna sell it to you for two million bucks, and in a three day period of time, I'm make a lot of money. Fine, do that. Like cool, good for you. But like it was never ever in for those people about what actually exists or like the technology or a startup right and you know me like i'm an early stage startup person so for me it's like i'm gonna bet on kevin and we're married for the next 10 years and 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 it might fail right but like we're going all in i i mean don't have a good mindset for like how do i flip something in one day to make a buck especially when it's like on people's backs and, and this idea so just to, to preface this so during those times is when I heard about Tezos. So in it, in my mind, it was just like this, okay, it's this thing, like it's cool, it's another blockchain. But at that time, I wasn't as big of a nerd for the space as I am now. I was like getting into it. I liked the, the ICO model for the fact that it completely ripped apart crowdfunding and what we wanted to do in crowdfunding originally. But, uh, but they just decided to not follow the rules. And so it worked. Hey, what do you know? Uh, these rules have, have slowed down innovation and slowed down growth. And so I, I sort of got into crowd, I got into crypto for those reasons and, I, and Bitcoin and stuff like that. And then I started learning. And then where I really all of a sudden went from Tezos is maybe this cool thing I read about and, but like, you know, the crowd sale, I don't participate in that kind of stuff. At least back then I was just trying to learn about it all. And then I went to a Draper Venture Network event um, because I was uh, working at one of the funds in the network. And I got to hang out in one of the sessions that were just for the funds of the Draper Network. So it's like 50, 60 people in the room. And um, Adam Draper, Tim's son, Adam who runs Boost VC, um, 
who you know I sort I worked with in the past, and that's how part of you know how the, I became a part of the Draper Network myself. Um, interviewed Kathleen um, about Tezos, and it went from like this is kind of interesting, this thing I learned about, but like I didn't participate in the crowd sale because like I, I it was just felt weird to me, and I wasn't doing those things back then. And it went from like this is really interesting to holy shit, this is really, really cool. And I like got it after that conversation. And I also remember thinking that every time I met someone, it reminded me of when I first was meeting people that were building stuff on Ethereum and all that. Like you'd walk in the room, you'd talk to them, and you're like, oh shit, these people are like another level smarter than I am. Like this is like beyond. And I never thought I was like the super smart math nerd guy, because that's not me. But like I, I would walk into a room and I always joke that every time I thought I understood it, like you peel the onion and there'd be like a whole different layer of like, I, I don't get it. So when we, when I first heard Kathleen talk about it and then over the years met a bunch of other people in the community, I just felt like everybody I talked to was really, really smart. And with Tezos, at least until this point, I haven't seen a lot of the bandwagoners join on yet. And maybe when more public things start happening, you know, like this bridge and things like that, there will be people who go like, oh, here's how to just make a buck. Here's how to how to yeah. make money. But the, yeah. uh, the fact that like everyone in the network, it's, it's starting, and I will be like totally honest, it's starting to work against Tezos, that everyone is so thoughtful and so smart because it's taking a little too long to execute and get shit done. It'll hit a tipping point, I feel. Like it's all about building capacity now on, on all ends. I'm talking about it with this one thing, but uh, everything is building capacity. Uh, the, the last article I wrote about the uh, uh, Tezos Finance, uh, it's really about how a DeFi cycle, I mean, it, it's complete when you have a lending system. You can have all the other stuff and things can grow and it can be great, but it really takes off when you have a lending system. And, and that's not just about crypto, it, uh, that's, the, that's the history of finance you know, you can read about uh, the Dutch Golden Age and how uh, the, the revolutionary aspect of this of their lending system uh, just changed everything. It it, it moved us uh, to the industrial era and and all of the innovation and everything we've had uh, technology wise can be uh, tracked back to that. That you could have a system of debt uh, where uh, like you know you could just the courts can enforce something and the police and uh, the law and order system can actually uh, uh, take care of you and it doesn't have to be through just like the um, you know, the, the commands of a monarch or something like that, uh, that changed everything. Uh, so and now instead of having a court system and, and police, you have a blockchain uh, and that enforces and, and And now we have decentralized choices. And I think that's really, really important, right? Because uh, whatever we say about the fees on Ethereum, and what has happening, what the, you know, all issues, what's been built there and what's, uh, even if you looked at it as like a proof of concept, which is well beyond that, um, it's, it's epic, right? Like it's, it's, it's really, really cool. And there are at minimum features and things that Tezos brings to the table that's different, that can take that to a different level or to a new level. At max, it could be the last blockchain, right? Like what you're saying. But to me, what's really exciting is people building have choices. There's different products that can be built here that couldn't be built somewhere else. There's reasons why an NFT on Tezos is different than an NFT on Ethereum, and that's different from an NFT on Wax. There's reasons why, uh, like, like the Edo uh, and all um, push and all that, it makes it makes it different. So, so there's all these differences, and this this is I think 
you were right. This is for me, the inflection point. I, I feel like for one little moment, we know something everyone else doesn't know. Because everyone who was around in the 2017 times laughs at me when I say I'm looking at companies that are, that are building on Tezos. Like they, they look at me like, you saw that video with Ran when I was on his show? And he's like, give me a call. What are you investing in? And I, and I said, Tezos. And he literally like was like, because like, because we haven't heard anything. But because I met you and because I've talked to a lot of the community members, I know of all of these things that are building. There's a groundswell. Think of it this way, uh, because we have a confidence in the Tezos community, because we know we're going to stay united and because we know we're the last blockchain uh, and, and other blockchains are our testnet, uh, we have the luxury of time to get things right. Um, and so that we have had it. And that's why, you know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, obviously we want innovation to go as fast as possible, but, you know, we're, we're not rushing things through the door. We're first of all, making sure that there's consensus for things, but also not just so that everyone's happy that they've had their say, but because everyone needs to can contribute something intellectually to the technology um, and we can get it right. And we can observe other blockchains and see what they do. You know, um, you know, that's one of the reasons why a lot of people might not like this example, but take it with a grain of salt. Uh, Apple, uh, they're not always the first to have the newest innovation features on the iPhone. Um, in fact, they, they tend to, lag sometimes but when they do it you know we can't really it's not much to sneeze at because they they do it right uh you, you can go back to the uh the steve jobs speech with uh the first uh unveiling of the ipod and he just shows like here's how these guys did it and here's how these guys did it and it didn't work it's not what people wanted what you need is a hard drive and then it like it, it was just like in review and here's the way that and it becomes so obvious in the end um, and here's this united ecosystem that's able to implement it. And, and give it. that's what I, I see a lot of that in Tezos. Um, I, think, I think that I, I, I like that because, you know, Dexter, of course, when they launch it, like just to use one example and probably the only example, right, uh, so far, they did launch and their product is, is a, a, you know, leaps and bounds beyond like the first version of, of Uniswap. And it's different in many ways. And from what I saw, by the way, people got to know that their numbers, like for the first few months, I mean, they've been doing much better. I mean, that's to be expected, of course. It's, yeah. yeah. But, but what, what, what's I think going to be exciting is now, okay, getting to launch a bunch of products. Now I want a little more competition on Tezos so that everyone ups their game and things grow and things change. And I think that that's going to be really exciting. I think that's a good thing to, to sort of end on. Somebody is asking about governance tokens. Right. Um, I want to also answer a thing about that. Um, let's see what the question is. Okay. Sorry. Um, so, but, but the, the, what I will say at a high level is, or you, you go, you yeah, go. Well, you know. well, for, so for one thing, um, because, and this is an extreme, but sometimes people like they ask me, they're like, how do I get the governance token? Do you have a governance token? And they ask that about things that haven't even been launched. <laughs> um, and I, what I compare that to, like my, the way I interpret it, like I know it's like on one level, it's like, oh, like, oh yeah, it's great that you're interested this much that you want the governance token. Like, that's awesome. But also it's kind of like, this is what I imagine like uh, a hot woman feels when a guy's like, like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Will you marry me? Marry me right now. It's like, well, that that could be flattering, but also I know you're not sincere, and it's just probably more about like a hit it and quit it kind of thing. Um, and if not, then there's. I was, I was only half paying attention right now because I just got a bunch of alerts yeah. on my phone that I need to discuss 
uh, while we're still on. So I, uh, I'll yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we we'll, need to end this. Well, the way, well, I wanna, I wanna leave on this cause uh, it's like, I think governance tokens are obviously very important. Um, I think that it, I like the way that um, we see a lot of things happening now where like Uniswap and whatnot, they had been asked for a governance token from the very beginning for years but they hadn't uh, uh, come down to it. I think they might've even waited longer if SushiSwap hadn't kind of uh, pushed them in that area. Um, but uh, the, like it, it really, I think it should go as a, a reward for one's effort and participation, not simply an airdrop just, just because to anybody who has any kind of thing. That, that was kind of the old way in 2017, 2018. Oh, anyone with an Ethereum account gets this. Now it's like, well, you participate in the system and then uh, that could lead to it. But that, I mean, that shouldn't be the primary motivation. Um, I think it, it's it's a reward for those uh, who have participated, but also because those are the people most likely to use that governance token for what it's for, which is governance, and they're the, probably the people who are most responsible uh, to lead that technology into the future. Um, so, so yeah, that's it's not it's not an important here, but you know, it's not an important thing to to rush. It's it's a very important not to rush it. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, I wouldn't even say, you know, uh, bl Blind Ripper, you say they're, they're for quick bucks. I wouldn't say they're for quick bucks, but people use them for quick bucks, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's how they're used right now in a lot of senses. And people will launch a token, use that money, and then launch the product. And for compliance reasons, too, that's, that's yeah. not good, that's especially if you're in the United States. So being thoughtful is very important. Talking to securities lawyers is very important. Doing the right thing is very important. As much as we would love to just completely like burn down the system yeah. and go rogue, we can't. We can't yeah. always do that. This made me laugh. Hey, but here's something crazy. We have to end. This is going too long. But during this call, Tezos just hit an all-time high. We're not looking, I'm not, not, not even uh, exaggerating. Tezos oh, yeah. passed all time high during this call, but so did Ethereum. I think, I think we did something here. I don't know if we had something to do with it or not, but we probably did. I mean, well, it'll be interesting to see okay. where the USD Tez XTZ pairing is on Dexter. Yes, that is true. The good, uh, oh, are a great place for arbitrage. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, what I want to say before we hang, hang up is make sure if you're watching this on YouTube or whatever to subscribe um, on the YouTube and LinkedIn for LA Blockchain Summit so you hear about this and our other events. We do a ridiculous amount of events. Uh, we're counting this as an event. We count blockchain and booze as an event. So it's a little bit cheating to say 100 because this is less of an event and more of a podcast. But blockchain and booze every Tuesday night that that um, Adam on our team does is something you absolutely should join. It's so much fun. There's a panel for an hour and then you get to hang with the community for an hour on these tables and get to bounce between them and, and, and have some fun. Our next um, actual big event is going to be Security Token Summit. It's happening virtually. And what's cool about that uh, on the Tezos front is that one of our portfolio companies, um, Vertalo actually enables uh, launching your security tokens on the Tezos network and they even have their own, uh, if I understood correctly, their own contract in which they do that, but but other groups use different ones. But you can use Vertalo to manage your cap table on the blockchain and then actually launch security tokens. It's really neat. And they use Tezos, so that's, that's fun. But come uh, join those events. Thank you, Kevin, so much for being here. I have a feeling we'll be talking a lot more about Tezos and other projects on Tezos. 
Check out the uh, the Tezex bridge uh, once it's live. Follow Kevin and uh, thanks everybody for uh, for for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> and what what's Ethereum? Thanks, Marco. Uh, oh oh yes yes we do mean ETHTZ. Um, yeah. ETHTZ hit its all time high during this call. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much. Subscribe everywhere. We will see you all soon. Even my mom was watching. Bye, guys. <laughs> this has been a production of Industry Pods in association with Evergreen Podcasts Network. Hear this and other industry pods at evergreenpodcasts.com, your favorite podcast app, or listen at industrypods.com for your number one virtual conference podcast experience. Thank you.